Hello, and welcome to Understanding Things with Chris. I'm your host, Chris Eastland. You could also find me on Random Time and The Final Whistle here on Blue Gold Radio Sunday. New show coming at you. Uh, looking forward to doing this on a weekly basis. Um, but the background of the show is I will be explaining things that I don't really understand. Um, I enjoy learning outside of the classroom. I enjoy learning new things and concepts. I just don't like having it forced upon me. And there's plenty of things I am curious about and have questions about, except I just, you know, never was never taught them in school, never reached that level or, um, you know, just just lost it. Um, And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing all the research myself and then I'm dumbing it down and, uh, you know, trying to explain it to where. Uh, most people can understand it and the idea behind it. Um, I will be splitting each topic into sections, giving you any key words and definitions uh, that most people might not know. Uh, then I'm going to take it section by section, and at the end of the section, uh, I will be explaining um, uh, what that means in my words and uh, other ways uh, to think about it. So starting off first episode is black holes. And for many of you and, uh, including myself always hear about black holes and, uh, that they're in space in our universe. Don't really know what that means other than I know they're just, you know, what the name says, big black hole. Uh, so I did some research on it. Uh, I'm going through the life, uh, how they're created, um, you know, what they do, and then uh, the end of black holes. Do they die? Uh, what happens with them? So forth. Uh, so uh, without a further ado, um, let's get into it. So before we start our first section, which is the birth of a black hole, I have uh, two definitions for you, two words. First one being nuclear fusion. And so what that is, is two nuclei, nuclei excuse me, merge to form a single nucleus. The process releases energy because the total mass of the resulting single nucleus is less than the mass of the two original nuclei. The leftover mass becomes energy. So think of, you know, you are combining... Um, but let's say two bottles of water into a single vase. You dump them quick in this vase, but, you know, happens where there's droplets, other water, not all the water makes it into this vase. That is our leftover energy in this situation. Secondly, we have radiation. And radiation is the emission of energy as electromagnetic waves or as moving subatomic particles, especially high-energy particles, which cause ionization. Oh, man. I, uh, if that confuses you, uh, we're in the same boat. Uh, so, did a little bit of research on that. And in simple terms, uh, it's energy that comes from a source and travels through space at a speed of light. Um, 
that's the best I can do for you, uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure we've heard this word, and you might already have a idea in your head, and, uh, you know, it, it won't be too prevalent, but, uh, you know, just have a, some sort of idea of what it is. So without further ado, let's talk about the birth of a black hole. So you can't talk about the birth of a black hole without the death of a star. So star, much like our sun in the middle of our, uh, of our, you know, whatever, galaxy, if you will, uh, not galaxy, um, solar system. Wow. Uh, it took me a little bit too much time to uh, get that. But stars are a collection of mostly hydrogen atoms that collapse from gas clouds under their own gravity. That's the birth of a star. Nuclear fusion crushes their atoms into helium, releasing a lot of energy. This is the energy. Uh, this energy in the form of radiation pushes against gravity, maintaining a delicate balance between two between the two forces. So, what's going on at our sun right now is a lot of radiation and a lot of gravity. You know, they're pushing against each other, and with that balance, the equal balance. It is stabilizing our star, making us uh, have the ability to live uh, and uh, create heat and energy. Uh, and um, yeah, so as long as there's fusion at the core, meaning an equal part of radiation gravity, the star remains stable. However, for, much, for stars much bigger than ours, the heat, pressure, and core allow for much heavier elements to fuse. So, at these big stars, at the core is iron. And iron is like the waste um, that nobody can use. Uh, there's no radiation going on with that. And it's basically useless. And that's like, that's our trash, essentially. So, when the trash builds up and the iron builds up, uh, over time, the radiation and the gravity, the balance is broken. Uh, there's not enough radiation uh, going on to support the gravity going on. And so, at the end of the life of a star, after millions, maybe billions of years, uh, within a fraction of a second, the star collapses. That is, in essence, the birth of a black hole. However, the star dies in a supernova. And the supernova is uh, the explosion of a star in a burst of light. And this either creates a neutron star, or if the star is mass enough, massive enough, it creates a black hole. This is the end of our first section. Uh, so, uh, neutron star, that's, that's what uh, our sun will become when it comes to die. Uh, it is not going to become a black hole. Uh, in order for our, uh, a star to be, become a black hole, it really has to be about three times the size of our sun. So uh, just slightly, slightly smaller than uh, our sun. So um, that's the birth of a black hole. Uh, it really has to be a big star and it has to die. Um, that's really it. So moving on to the second section, which is really explaining what a black hole is, what it does. Got a couple more definitions for you. So, first off, we got the speed of light. I'm sure you guys have heard of this one before. But the speed of light is uh, which light travels, the distance at which light travels in a year. Nothing can ever reach the speed of light except massless particles because 
it would take an infinite amount of energy to achieve that speed. So impossible. No one, nothing's ever going to reach the speed of light. Second of all, uh, we have the event horizon. And the event horizon is a part of a black hole. The event horizon is the boundary around the black hole, which beyond, uh, it, excuse me, let me restart that one. The event horizon is the boundary around a black hole beyond which nothing, not even light, can escape. The event horizon is which is what gives black holes its black appearance as it marks the point of no return for anything falling into the black hole. The second part of a black hole is called a singularity. Uh, at the center of a black hole, there's a region known as the singularity. The singularity is a point in space where mass of the black hole is concentrated. Uh, it's often described as having an infinite density, but a current understanding of physics breaks it down, uh, breaks down at the singularity. Uh, and it's the topic of ongoing uh, discussion and debate, research. Um, but really, the way I've understood it is if you think of a funnel, the funnel is the very bottom, uh, excuse me, the singularity is the very bottom of the funnel. Uh, it's the very bottom. Uh, then accretion disk. Uh, so accretion disk is the surrounding uh, the event horizon. Um, this is a flattened disk-like structure made up of gas, dust, and other matter that is spiraling into the black hole. Uh, the accretion disk is what we actually see of the black hole. Uh, it is the gas uh, particles and the cloud-looking stuff around the black hole when you see in images. Um, because, from what I understand, the singularity and event horizon is essentially invisible uh, without this disk. So, the star dies in a supernova, and it creates a black hole with the sun if the star is big enough. When looking at the black hole, we really see the event horizon. That's the, that's the black thing that we physically see. Uh, anything that crosses this event horizon, uh, if you travel across it, so think of, um, the way I think about it is, think of space as a bed. Think of it as you know, a really, really big bed, and each planet is on there uh, like a baseball, if you will. You know, it's pushing down on it a little bit, but it's not it's not ripping through it. A sun, however, or a star, excuse me, keep on doing that, is is like a bowling ball. It's much, much bigger. It's pushing the bed down quite a bit, um, but it, it's... It's not, you know, disrupting anything else around it. However, a black hole is like a massive, let's, I, don't, I don't even know what to describe it, a, a hole in the bed, if you will, except the, at the bottom of the hole is a massive ball of the super, super heavy thing. And that is a black hole. Um, excuse me, let me gather my thoughts. And so if you cross the hole across the bed, that is what we call the event horizon. And unless you're traveling the faster the speed of light, which, as I mentioned, is impossible, you cannot escape. So any light, any matter, any mass that crosses that event horizon is gone. It's, it's being sucked into the black hole. 
Um, so that's why it is, in fact, black, because nothing can escape it. So what is the whole of a black hole? You know, we know the black part of it. That's the event horizon. But what's the whole? Why, why do we, you know, where do we get that name from? So as I mentioned, it's the singularity. And science don't, scientists don't really know what it is. Uh, the best guess at this moment in time is that it may be infinitely dense, which means all of its mass is concentrated into a single point in space. This would mean it has no surface or volume. I crazy, uh, ridiculous. I that took me a long time to understand. Um, I I think of it as this singularity, which is the point in the black hole, is basically the end of a black hole, if you will. Um, this where everything ends up that ends up getting sucked into it, but the singularity makes everything disappear. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to imagine, but uh, a singularity is what I'd like to call the end and the bottom of a black hole. However, in reality, a black hole is bottomless. So uh, it, it's, it's the hidden thing. It's the funnel. It's the tube of the black hole. So, contrary to popular belief, black holes are not like vacuums. So, in an instant snap of the fingers, a black hole replaces our sun. Nothing would happen. Nothing other than freezing to death. It's not like it's going to suck all of our the planets in our solar system in. Um, it's not like it's going to suck everything up just like that. Um, you know, it's just gonna it's gonna affect only the things that are very very close to it. Um, so what happens if you end up in the situation where you're going inside a black hole? This this is a really crazy thing. So, uh, the experience of time is different around black holes, and time slows down as you approach it. So, at this moment, there are currently two theories: either you die a quick death. Or you die a slow death. Pretty, pretty unique. Uh, the thought is that if you went in feet first into a black hole, gravity on your feet would be so strong, it'd be a million times stronger than on your feet than on your head. And because of this, you're stretched into a thin, long noodle, many miles in length, and thinner than a hair wide. But then you'd be dead. So, how do how do grav how do black holes affect time? Well, the heavier the object, the stronger the gravity, and the stronger the gravity, the slower the time moves. So, if you remember uh, the bed uh, example that I provided, uh, the smaller the planet, the lighter the planet, it's going to be less gravity. Uh, the heavier the uh, planet or the star, the heavier the gravity. As I mentioned, black holes are insanely, insanely heavy, meaning the gravity is nothing like we've ever measured uh, or could compare to in anything we've ever observed. So, uh, with the strength of gravity at the uh, at a black hole being stronger than anything in the universe, time essentially stops, which is crazy. So, as you hit the event horizon... 
your feet are being sucked in, you're being stretched thin. You look outside and you see all of time pass. All of time pass. Not just a, a long couple years that seem like a couple seconds for you. You would see your moment in time until the end of time within a matter of milliseconds. Uh, time for you stops. Time keeps going. And if you look out, time finishes. Crazy thought. Crazy idea. Um, but that's that's what it is. So, uh, do black holes slowly deteriorate? Or do they die? Do they go away? Yes, they do. So, uh, the largest we estimate... Uh, the large black hole we observe, we estimate will take a Google amount of years uh, to uh, deteriorate. For those who are not familiar with Google, that is the number one followed by 100 zeros. Uh, so that's, uh, that's going to be way after any of us are gone. Uh, I can promise you that. So uh, how, do you, how do you imagine a black hole? So as I mentioned, think of a bed. Uh, think the shape, uh, you know, of the funnel going down of, it's the super, super heavy thing that just breaks through the plane. Uh, and it really causes a rift in the bed. So, uh, then things I was thinking about, what is the shape of a black hole? I, I could not figure this out. Um, and in basic answer, it's a funnel. It, it. You, you see so many different images where, uh, you know, whether you've seen the movie Interstellar or not, um, th- the images change. And so in simple terms, basic terms, it's a funnel. And a more uh, advanced answer is a topological sphere, which I'm hopefully like you, I did not, I did not know what that meant when I saw that. And it's a sphere which any shape you can turn into uh, it, it, as long as it's a... Let me restart that. And that is any shape you can turn into a sphere without changing the number of holes in it. So think of a ball of Play-Doh and squishing it around and changing it into various different shapes. As long as you don't split split that into two or make a hole in it or whatever. As long as you keep it a single blob, then that could be the shape of a black hole. But the real answer is way beyond my capabilities and my intelligence. And really, it was think outside of two-dimensional, think outside three-dimensional, think about, think past four-dimensional, and anything you're familiar with. Because... It's just so unique and so unlike anything we've ever seen in our universe that we can't even fathom the shape of it. So, um, some facts about black holes as we finish up. Um, I hope uh, you you know you took something away, learned a little bit more about what black holes are, how they come about. Um, but if you go close to one. Uh, a larger one, a larger black hole would take longer to kill you than a smaller one. Uh, yeah, that, that's crazy. The largest black hole that we know of is 40 billion times larger 
than the mass of our sun. Crazy. And there is a massive, supermassive black hole at the heart of every galaxy. Crazy. Uh, if I'm being honest and entirely honest, black holes still confuse the hell out of me. Uh, very, very confusing. Um, I do feel like I learned a good amount, though. I feel like um, I have a better feel of what they are, how they form. Uh, you know, if anything passes that event horizon, then it's good as gone, essentially. Um, I'm just really confused about the shape of um, what what is it, you know, if it's more than three, four, five-dimensional, how does that work? It's, you know, I'm still, still have tons of questions about it, um, but I just want to get a general gist of it down, have a basic idea, maybe a little bit more uh, intelligent uh, idea about it than, let's say, the common person. And so I hopefully uh, help you guys understand a little bit better. Uh, next week, I'll be coming to you with a completely different topic, something of which I don't understand, of course. I uh, don't know what that is yet. I'm sure um, I will be able to, to uh, eat, let's say, uh, simply think of one or quickly think of one. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy your guys' days, the rest of your days. Um, stay safe, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.